Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's go to uh, another coach. I love having the local coaches on mm. this weekend, Buttes. Corey Shackleton, head coach of Kalani Vale Bombers AFL side. Good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, mate. How you going? It's a, it's a lovely day. Oh, sensational day. And, mate, uh, you've got four games at home today. I can't believe how congested the top of the table is. And you take on Maitland, who are just beside you guys in fourth place as reigning premiers. Yeah, that's right. We've got a big day today at home. I think our reserve grade side, if they win, they make it into finals. I'll sneak into fourth. And like you said, we play Maitland, who will finish just below us on the table. So the result today doesn't mean anything from a technical perspective, but I think it'll, it'll mean a lot going into next week when we turn around and play them again. Um, in that knockout final. But like you said, the competition, I, I don't think in my you know 25 years in the competition I've seen it so close. It's, it's amazing. Three teams on 48 points. So in your opinion, who gets the minor premiership? So Terrigal of Oka, also Newcastle and Cardiff, all one game ahead of you on 48 points? Yeah, well, Newcastle has the bye today, so they don't get any points. I think Terrigal plays Nelson Bay, who you know, on form, you know, Terrigal's Cherry Ripe at the moment. They should go to the cleaners on them, unfortunately, for, for Nelson Bay. And uh, Cardiff has Bado Bay, who have kind of been struggling a bit this year. So Cardiff and Terrigal will probably finish 1-2. I think Terrigal's got a superior percentage. So uh, I think they'll finish on top and get the week off that first week of finals. And, yeah, they are looking quite ominous, the Panthers. Hey, Corey, as you know, Gary Birkinshaw fills in for Buttes when uh, Michael's overseas representing Australia. And... Gary's bullish about Terrigal this year. So they've beaten all the contenders recently, including yourself. How do you feel? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd rather him feeling bullish about Kalani Vale. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, he's right. Their, their back end of the season has been outstanding. I think the front half of our season, we'd beaten everyone. So I think the top four have all beaten each other throughout the year. Um, we just got that done on the road every time we went away. We haven't lost at home all year. and We, we knocked everyone off there. But I, I think... At the moment on form, Terrigal is, is looking very challenging and they've got a, a good mixture of some kids coming through and some big bodies. You know, the Jace Van Dam, Scott Birkinshaw and, and Big Harrison Pitt up front, they just have a really strong spine. And I yeah, I think at the moment it's going to take a pretty special effort from one of the other four to knock them out, I think. I guess, Corey, when you think about, you know, you're talking about the top four teams or top five teams and how close it is, um, probably puts even more emphasis on, you know, you talk about how the final series is just a completely different competition and, and probably more so uh, this year than in previous years because, you know, throughout the season, teams have beaten each other. Um, so I guess, you know, it probably means that, you know, your next three or four weeks is so imperative in terms of preparation, uh, you know, form, uh, and basically just getting the job done. Yeah, it is. And given that the disruption of the season, I think we've played five games in three months up until now, and then we're going to play five games that are essentially finals in the next five weeks. So mm. it's it's a third of the season all over again through finals for us. You know, we've got to go the hard way, so we've got to win four games consecutively against the best you know four teams to, 
to get it done. Whereas, I mean, the advantage you've got to finish in first for Terrigal, they've only got to win two games and then won a flag. So, um, you know, we, we've we've got a long road, but we, we actually need footy. Like, um, probably last year, if we were coming into a game like this weekend that was a bit of a dead rubber, we'd be resting blokes and we'd be getting ourselves right for next week. But we just haven't had the continuity on the park and we've got guys that are slowly coming back from injuries that need to play. So, unfortunately, well, I don't know how you look at it. I don't think it's unfortunate. But the reality is we've got to... We've got to give everything today in our campaign and our finals start for us really now because if we don't find some form, we we just bow out, really, in my opinion. Hey, Corey, my beautiful wife, Sharon, uh, you know Sharon. She comes from Maitland and she was on the Olympic Games training squad back in the 1980s. Now you look at Maitland and I watch them closely. You know, I spend quite a lot of time up there visiting her father-in-law. Their rugby league team is arguably the best in country New South Wales. They play in the Denton Cup later on today. It's a rich football area, and, you know, they've provided some great players that have moved on to the A-League. And now you look at their AFL, so they're sitting fifth on the ladder. So for a region that's been dominated by rugby league and football, or soccer, suddenly they're starting to emerge as a bit of an, an AFL threat as well. Can you give us some kind of insight as to the hard work they've done to promote the sport up there? Yeah, and they, they really are, and I think the key is they've got a, such a good junior base that they're, the kids they've got coming through of I mean, they might have won the 17s premiership last year that they're up, up there in the top or they're strong again this year and those kids they've stuck with them and they've put belief in them and last year they, they've got a lot of time into those kids playing senior footy and they've, they've got a really defined system you can watch the way they want to play and the way they want to move the football so they don't just go out park footy and just get the ball and do your own thing they have a really clear structure and I think as you've just seen it mature over the last probably two years as they get better and more clinical with their execution they're really challenging sides and it's a really good brand of footy so I think it's just that junior development they've got and you know obviously there's a lot of actual houses getting built around Maitland too so there's a far bigger catchment for them but um, I think give it you know probably next year the year after they are genuine premiership contenders they're, they're a good young side. Yeah, yeah, great answer and well done to everyone at the Maitland Footy Club. Mm. Uh, I want to talk about two final topics. Uh, can you imagine SEN in Melbourne today? Can you imagine Talkback Radio down there? Brisbane Lions, they go down under the roof. I think there's almost 40,000, 19 goals, 10, 124. Thoroughly deserved their win against the Collingwood Magpies. Great game, 15, 10, 100, the Pies. So many great players for Brisbane, but you've got to say Lockie Neal, just outstanding. What a game. Did you enjoy it as much as I did? Oh, I did, and I, it kind of lived up to what I hoped. For some reason in my mind, I thought, oh, this could this could turn into a bit of a fizzer. I don't know why, but yeah, like you said, as it played out, it was it was great, and it was good to see Lockie Neal get back into some form. He's been a little bit down probably for the last four or so weeks, and he was outstanding. And, I mean, credit to Collingwood. They've got some pretty key outs, but at the same time... Um, you know, Brisbane looked to go down there and, and do the job and that's the most points Collingwood's conceded, they said last night under under the new coach. So that's um that's a good sign for Brisbane and I mean now they pretty much lock up a home final series really. Like it's they got a pretty good run into a grand final if they keep it together. Yeah, you're right. And uh gee, Darcy Moore, I think he's back for the first final. So when you say a key out, you're talking about the Collingwood captain. <laughs> so yeah, what a result, what a game and Brisbane no one will want to head north because their record up there, I think it's 29 from 32, Shaq. Final question for you this morning or final uh, topic of conversation. We both watched the press conference, or not press conference, he actually spoke in front of his teammates and 
Have you seen Daniel Lloyd like that ever? Just overcome with emotion, a prepared speech to let his teammates know that this is it, his final season in the AFL. And at the moment, 96 games, about to be 97 this afternoon. Yeah, it was it was actually awesome to see. I mean, I, I've never really seen that from Daniel. I mean, he's so quiet. Um, you know, he keeps to himself a lot. He just goes about his thing. And he looks like a big kind of out there character with his tattoos. And, you know, he's such a strapping bloke. But he's really quiet and he's a real family man. So to see him come out and prepare that, it would have, probably would have been really hard for him, actually, because it's definitely not something he's comfortable with. But he did such a good job. And it was great to see that level of emotion. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's... I hope he has two blinders these last couple and, and then he can settle down and spend time with his family and move on to his next chapter. But, yeah, he deserves it. It's an amazing story. Yeah, I love what people said as well about him, and including Jason McCartney. And let's not forget, I think Jason McCartney was involved in the Bali bombings, wasn't he? And to hear what he said about Daniel Lloyd, mm. you know, that just that sums up the quality of Daniel Lloyd around a footy club. Yeah, and, and, and he's always had a way of, because even though he's so unassuming, he just had these leadership qualities. And I think when he, you know, I guess flicked the switch and, and realised the potential he had, and he went on that journey with the Giants into the preseason, you could just see this maturity grow in him. And I think he, he kind of recognised the opportunity he had. And then, as we all know the story, you know, he, he took it with both hands. And I think he just realised how, you know, how much talent he had. And I think he was just grateful for, for every time he got a game. So I'd imagine for... Others in the system, so to speak, um, they'd look at his story and think, wow, you know, this guy's, he just rolled the sleeves up and, and got it done. Yeah, yeah, what a quiet achiever and what a fantastic career. He's worked so hard and off the ball too. He does a lot of work that doesn't get recognised, his physicality. Hey, Shaq, we need to go, mate. We're getting the wind-up from our producer. I know it's past yeah. Players Day and... A couple of times when that's happened, Steve-O's been the last man standing. <laughs> Dragged out of the hangar <laughs> at the Adelaide Street Oval. Uh. I hope so, mate. I hope I'll see you down there for a beer later and I'll walk out with you at the end. Yeah, and uh, Butza, we were talking about mum and her friends and the stories they tell. I could imagine the stories that will be told around the bar tonight. Steve-O was uh, leaps and bounds uh, (laughs) back in the heyday. Uh, Uh, Great to have you on, mate, and all the best this afternoon against Maitland. Thanks, guys.